Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. This is your main event, Mark's Podcast, brought to you by Belly Up Unhinged Radio Network Sports. I'm your first host, lifelong wrestling fan, former radio guy, and extreme cat dad. I'm Troy. And with me, as always, is the main event collector and figure hunting warrior. He's the ECW encyclopedia of classic wrestling and the Dudley Dudley to my snot Dudley. It's Greg. What's up, Greg? No. 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 I forgot no. that I forgot that Dudley Dudley and Snot Dudley were a thing until I watched this damn show. <clears throat> Do you remember the uh, the uh, we'll call it not politically correct dances with Dudley? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the Native American. Yeah, I, I will admit I popped for that one. Uh, and they also had Chubby Dudley, you know, because the other ones were fit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I just like healthy oh, three. Man. I like how the three original members of the Dudley Boys did not involve Spike, uh, Bubba Ray, or Devon. No, no, no. The three original you members. Mean, you mean the talent. Yes. Yeah, right. The three original <laughs> members of the Dudley Boys were Dudley Dudley, Snot Dudley, and Big Dick Dudley. Ah, oh, man. Cool. I don't know, man. And here, I thought Big Dick was the funniest one. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can I so, say that or do I got to say Big Richard? <laughs> wow. Well, that is his, his Christian name, Greg. So why did you hate this company again? I, I don't get it. I don't know. I've watched this masterpiece right here. Yeah, I, I got a lot of apologizing to do. Yeah, right. Well, oh, man, uh, speaking bad. of apologizing, I apologize for not plugging this right away. But here I go. Uh, ECW Encyclopedia of Classic Wrestling is a t-shirt you can get over on our uh, bonfire store. So go check that out. But yeah, it's uh, linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. You can see all of our merchandise links there. Get yourself a shirt plug uh, so either way man I, I know you just want to get the pain over with just talk about this there is some interesting news and notes here uh oh and i, I did want to yeah and seeing the year 
Yeah, you may be saying a mouthful of interesting but let's go. Yeah, right. Well, for <laughs> any of you wondering, it's like, why are they covering 95? They said, you know, last week, 97. I did say 97. For some reason, I thought I saw 97 available on Peacock. It is not. And I looked, I scoured the internet, Greg, because, you know, this that was worth it. Uh, nobody has Heat Wave 97. It is a real event. It did happen. It must be so bad that, like, they erased it from history. Yet this still exists. That should tell you something. Okay, that should tell you something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Oh, man. But so, anyway. technically, you may, have, uh, you may have hurt us more by getting your way. So, haha. Yeah, right. Ugh. Either way. So, we went back to 1995 for this one. Uh, it is... It was dubbed Rage in a Cage, even though the name of the event is Heat Wave. <sighs> yeah, so that that's a thing. But let's uh, take a I like, I like your confusion of an ECW thing. I love that. That's that's good. It's, it's I can't confusing. believe they're all over the map. I can't believe. Usually they're such a well-organized company. Well, exactly. Oh, a well-oiled machine just firing on all cylinders, man. Uh, I Again, I don't know why they went out of business. <laughs> God. Anyway. Uh, I feel like we said that twice now. I won off air, but... <laughs> right. How about another company? <laughs> We're going to pause right quick to let you know that the main event, Marks, is sponsored by Swift Lifestyles. They're clean energy drinks and focus enhancers, great tasting vitamins, and big brain nootropics that are made and shipped from the USA. Go to swiftlifestyles.com and use our special promo code Main Event Marks. That is all one word to get 15% off your order. It's Main Event Marks. All one word for 15% off your order. Now that we're done with that, we're going to take our first break. And on the other end of this, we're going to dive into the news and notes, which may be the most interesting part of this podcast. I don't even know if I should say maybe. It's it's going to be the most interesting part of the podcast. But it will be fun to, uh, to cover this event and uh, <sighs> laugh along, I guess. But we'll do that right after this break. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Get ready to rumble in your new main event marks merchandise. We've got t-shirts, hoodies, masks, hats, stickers, pins, and much more on our Redbubble store. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com. You can also pick up some awesome clothing items with the latest updated show graphics on our Bonfire store. That's bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Support your favorite retro wrestling podcast and pick up some cool swag on our Bonfire and Redbubble stores. That's maineventmarks.redbubble.com and bonfire.com slash store slash main event marks. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, everyone. My name is Ryan McCarthy, and I'm the host of the No Credentials Required podcast. Start your work week with the Monday Drop-In, where I talk about the sports beat in the Capital District, 
also known as the Mighty 518, as well as Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view. I also give a life lesson from a weekly sports story, so you might learn something from that. I also have a midweek podcast where I interview different sports personalities and talk about a wide array of topics. Take a listen and subscribe on your preferred podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and iHeartRadio. Also check out our social media channels on Twitter and Instagram, BellyUpNCR, and Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR. We're a part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. No credentials required, where you don't need a press pass to talk sports. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Just to let you know, the main event marks is sponsored by Shocked Energy. Shocked Energy is a healthier alternative to traditional energy drinks. It gives the energy that gamers need while in a long session without skimping on their health. Their products come in a powder form to mix into your water. You can either choose the green apple or watermelon boxes. If you want to try both, you can get the sample kit. Use our link in the podcast description or simply go to shockedenergy.com. At checkout, use our promo code MAINEVENT. That's all one word to save 10% off your order. That's promo code MAINEVENT to save 10% at checkout. It was in notes time from the summer of 1995. It has occurred to me we haven't touched on much 95 in this podcast because in a previous podcast, we did a lot of 95, and I think we got burnt out. But it's... Yeah. yeah. (laughs) But we've never You can't really get burnt out of crap, right? I mean, it's more like... I don't want to, you know, cut my own wrist. Well, no, it's like like when you take Imodium because you have real bad diarrhea. You're like, I'm tired of crapping. Like, just make it stop. And then you never go back to that same Indian restaurant. Anyway... (laughs) <laughs> Those are not, I'm not aware. Troy is not fishing for the Imodium sponsorship. So. Exactly. <laughs> right. Hey, are you tired of crapping yourself? Well, I got a pill for you. Uh, it also comes you in liquid to- form. <laughs> <laughs> you listen to the podcast, podcast while crapping. We have a podcast for you. <laughs> this episode. Uh, here we go. <laughs> yeah, this will stop the show from being crappy right here. Uh, anyway, moving on. Ironically, this episode right here may make you not need that. Anyways. Oh. Yeah, right. Uh, this, this, Well, listen to us. If you watch the show itself, it may make you jump headfirst into traffic, but that's beside the point. Uh, first story we can You may hear, still go to heaven, by the way. If you commit uh, suicide for this, you might get a pass. Don't quote me on that. Yeah, right, you, let's go. Yeah, let's, <laughs> I hope our listeners don't commit Harry Carey. But uh, out of WCW here, I have a few stories. Kevin Sullivan officially replaced uh, Ric Flair as Booker of WCW after a meeting on July 5th. This move was hardly a surprise to anyone paying attention. The fight is between Team Hogan, who says, put the title on a babyface star and feed him a series of bad, uh, or big, big fat heels. And uh, oh, you were right <laughs> on the bad part. You were right. Yeah, well, yeah, Freudian definitely slip, was a uh... <laughs> yeah, a Freudian slip is where you say one thing, but you mean your mother. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> that's Team Hogan. Your mother. Sorry. Good Lord. Uh, Team Flair says, uh, put the title on a heel and any series of baby faces chasing him. Uncle Dave's take is that both approaches are pretty worthless in the uh, 90s. So really, what's the difference? What difference does it make? Okay, um, can I just have a quick second to hit that low-hanging fruit on Dave saying worthless? 
Okay, yeah, go ahead. Wow, good lord. Uh, go ahead. I, I will say, his his comment baffles me. Then he's like, "Well, both approaches are pretty worthless in the '90s." Okay, so don't put the title on a babyface and throw a bunch of heels at him, and don't put the title on a heel and have babyface stars chasing him. So what is the alternative? What's Plan C besides Austin Aries? I, I don't know. It's a good question. Yeah, I'm like, you know, you think if you're going to be a quote, quote, and I use this very loosely, quote, a quote reporter. Uh, you'd have, uh, you know, this is what you should do. No. Yeah, right. Oh, well, I'm sure he had a lot of ideas, Greg. It's there, you know, he's, he's got to find them under that mountain of paper. Uh, anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, look up, like, Google image search his office. It's uh, embarrassing, man. Oh, Dark Side of the Ring, right? Uh, yeah, I think, yeah, you can see it on Dark Side of the Ring. It doesn't look quite, it still looks bad. But there are pictures that are much worse because they're, like, pulled out and you can see everything and it's like mother of god like that's a fire hazard in california it's very dry so you know that's a definite fire you don't hazard. say <laughs> yeah. it is july right now by the way it's uh, 58 degrees outside and it's uh almost 11 o'clock in the afternoon wow so, think about that it's crazy yeah well uh it's fire hazard you don't say <laughs> it's gonna be oh uh, uh, well our, our weather just changed again but the uh, general consensus is that it's going to be in the 70s and storming all week so Yay, I guess. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the actual reason for Flair's firing is that he refused to move from Charlotte to Atlanta and work 40 hours a week in the office. The person who kind of... He is Ric Flair. Yeah, right. The person who kind of pared the story down from, you know, Dave's like 10,000 words or whatever the hell to, you know, a little paragraph. They put in like little blurbs and they're like... But he didn't want to move to Atlanta for his job and work 40 hours a week in the office. What? What is this? Nazi Germany? <laughs> wow. That's <laughs> like, oh, God, oh yeah. God. He might actually have to do work. How about that? Ew. But, but while Flair has certainly also been taking some heat over the terrible state of the product and the all-time low ratings for WCW Saturday Night, his hands have mostly been tied since he doesn't control the booking of the biggest stars. All right, let me pause right there on that thing. He said low ratings Saturday night. They haven't even launched Nitro yet. Right. Because people were just tuning out of WCW, period. It's not like yep. Nitro's on, it's hot, and that's what everyone's watching. Right. Yeah, so okay. this was this was it. telling. Yeah. I mean, they would launch Nitro and, you know, everything would change. But, you know, that's... We're not even a full month away. A couple, couple weeks, right? We're in July, right? Are you yeah. doing July news? Okay, so yes. two months. So it's already known it's coming. Like we know it's coming. Yeah, it's well known. Story about but, that coming up. Yeah, but it doesn't launch till Labor Day. I believe it's Labor Day. Oh, okay. Wait, is that? I thought it launched right before uh, Fall Brawl. Right? It did, but yeah, I think okay. it was a couple weeks before. Yeah, Labor Day is in September, right? right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I always mix All that right. Memorial Day and Veterans Day up, honestly. But yeah, <laughs> I, I'm completely with you on that one. I just know they're <laughs> summer and fall holidays, and I don't have to work, so it's all I care about. <laughs> <laughs> um, not to be Richard about it, but yeah. Either way, uh, the way you look at it, by the way, they could both be summer holidays. However, you want to look at it, whatever. Right, that's semantics. <laughs> but I'm thinking about this, like Ric Flair. They always said Ric Flair kind of had ADHD and still does, and it's like, yeah, I can see that. I can't see him in an office setting. Can you imagine like Kevin Sullivan thrown on a suit and coming to work every day? <laughs> He's standing. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm thinking like this is '95. He's like standing around the water cooler. It's like. So do you think Ross is ever going to get back with Rachel? I just, I, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know why that's one that came uh, to God, mind. God, you're really going to make me do this? 
bloom with her yet. I know. No, no, you opened the can of worms. Sorry. Didn't, didn't they come? Well, the show came on in '94, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, they hadn't even got together yet. So it was season three. I'm thinking. I, don't, I know this isn't season two. Friends podcast two. Okay. So it's not a Friends podcast, but yeah, we we reference things. Either way. Uh, Rick Flair has also been removed from the booking committee entirely, but Arn Anderson is still on it at this point. And say what you That's will about interesting. Yeah. Say what you will about Arn Anderson. He is incredibly loyal from everything I heard, so uh, I'm sure he had Ric Flair's best interests at heart. <laughs> What's interesting to me is he takes over the booking and all of a sudden him and Flair are in a feud very soon. Oh, uh, Anderson? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, well he's well he's part of the committee. Yeah. So I but it's, well, it's, just, it's just interesting to me that they have a feud like for the first time ever to my knowledge and right. yeah. Anderson's on the booking. It's like, was this a thing he wanted the whole time? <laughs> yeah, that's true. I'm wondering though, who the hell was on this booking committee? Obviously it was Sullivan and Anderson. Uh, Probably Eric Bischoff. Taylor. Terry Taylor, maybe? Maybe Nick Bockley. Maybe Nick Bockley too. Yeah, I don't know if he was still... Yeah, he was still there. Okay, yeah. So maybe, I'm pretty maybe. sure he was the acting president so, on TV. Yeah. Years. So, yeah, maybe J.J. Uh, Dillon, maybe? I don't know. I don't know if Dylan. I don't think he's no. I think he's still in WWE. He just he just got Brian Pillman <laughs> for WWE, which is a big thing, like a big get for him. So I think he's still oh, okay. in WWE. So he's about to. Okay, yeah, he's about to leave. Yeah. So yeah, because uh, WWE is about to cut their budgets again. We're we're going to talk a little bit about that. But they cut budgets, they cut pay, and because they're not doing well. And JJ Dillon's like, I no. just bought. <laughs> yeah, and JJ Dillon's like, I just bought this house for you know it. It's like. Based on the salary I was getting, I could afford it. Now that you cut my pay, I cannot afford it. So uh, I'm gone. Yeah. And plus, he had a special needs kid he was taking care of. Uh, you know, I mean, it, it's kind of been publicized at this point. He has a special needs son that, you know, needed extra care, and he was doing that. So, I mean, that's not free. And apparently, uh, WCW is willing to pay him. So, you know, whatever. But then Eric Bischoff says... Nowadays, Vince Man just got a check for the, for the kid. <laughs> Yeah, right. He's like, uh, here's your severance package, pal. Get out of my office. <laughs> um, well, according to Jim Cornette, he's, he's not the biggest jerk with money like people seem to think. Yeah, right. Watch. Well, he paid for Harley Race's funeral. He bought Jim Cornette an apartment when he had to live in Stanford. So he's, like, paid for a, he's paid for a lot of things <laughs> that people don't get. Like, if, and the thing is, if you've, like, it says a lot when you put in a policy that if you've ever been employed by the WWE at any point, they will pay for your rehab. As long as you don't say F-U-W-B in your rehab, but yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Paul Heyman is currently discounting the idea of a large-scale raid of ECW wrestlers, even with Sullivan in power. This is because the position is so... Well, sorry. <laughs> this is because the position is... <laughs> It's so tenuous, even at the best of times, uh, and Sullivan probably won't want to burn bridges with ECW in case he ever wanted to go back. <laughs> uh, can you imagine? Say, let me pause and say it again. Well! Yeah, right. yeah, I think he's with them until they literally close the doors. Good. Uh, that being said, probably coming into WCW are the Headhunters, Public Enemy, Eddie Guerrero, Al Snow, Chris Benoit, Shane Douglas... Oh. Woman no. and and Disco Inferno. I had to. Okay. I got to stop the, right there. Who are the headhunters? Uh, they were. They did like one or two matches in WWE. They're really big, fat black guys that paint their face like Islanders or whatever. They're bald. 
I think they were called the. Were uh, they? Were they called the? Um, I can't think uh, what the hell they were called in WWE. Were they in the Royal Rumble two, 1995? Yes. Uh, not this. Okay, so they were the something SWAT team. Wasn't Samoan SWAT yeah. team? Right? Was it? Samoan SWAT just, team was was the Head Shrinkers, right? Yeah, yeah uh, it was. Who the hell was it? Something SWAT, I believe. The SWAT team. The SWAT team. SWAT, like you know, with a Q. SWAT team. <laughs> you sure. I'm I'm looking it up right now. They were these. They're they were mostly the headhunters, but they were also the squat team and the Arabian butchers. They they were headhunter A and B, uh, squat team member number one and two, uh, Moffat, Demon Clown, Mahim. Yeah, I don't know. It's some stupid names. Okay, I think it's back. It might not be a, a WWE thing. It might just be their stupid thing that WWE picked up. Uh, yeah. And they sucked. What was it with in, in this no. era? No. What, was it with, what was it in this era? WWE's like, oh, you're really big and fat and can't wrestle? Well, by God, we got to sign you. <laughs> a story about that coming up, too. Oh, my God. Uh, going through this list, though, one's coming into to WCW. Headhunters, no, they go to WWE. Public Enemy, yes. Eddie Guerrero, yes. I mean, and I'm not talking about, like, now, but you know, down the line. Uh, Al Snow, no, he goes to WWE. Benoit, yes. Douglas, WWE. Woman, yes. But Disco Inferno? When was he in East okay, so, so that one really threw me for a loop. I had no idea. Let me pull up yeah. Badaya here. Yeah, I, I'm like, what? It's actually it's Glenn Gilberti, right? Yeah, but they specifically call him Disco Inferno in the, like Dave does. So obviously he was using that name. Uh, it had to have been like, okay. well, I, got early I can't career. anything. He was not in ECW, according to this. Yeah, um, I, I can't find anything about it. So. Uh, yeah, I don't I don't claim Wikipedia is like the end-all, be-all, but normally on wrestling stuff, they got it down. So Yeah, I mean, so, <clears throat> I've, heard, I've heard people before, they were like, uh, so, like, how do they know all this stuff about me? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That's, uh, that one I think is bullcrap. You might have just, you might have just added them in there with guys they're getting and with the ECW guys. Could yeah, be. that's, that's my only guess. But uh, either way, Uncle Dave says that you uh, might as well shut down any speculation of Douglas coming into WCW because he's 99% going to WWF. Uh, Dave is right. Uh, he also says that... Wow, Shane, how can you say that? I know, right? He also says that Shane will never go to WCW and feud with Ric Flair. Eh, one out of two. Well, yeah, right. He went uh, in five years. Yeah, he, uh, uh, he, he went 500 on that one. So <laughs> if you want to call Bro. that a feud... We're gonna have a real feud, bro. Yeah, kill each other like, right here in the ring, bro. You're gonna have a couple. I guess we'll call them ashes, and then you'll move on to Billy Kidman. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, for those, for those who will be at the Huntington, or will be at Huntington Beach for the WCW Bash the Beach show. I forgot this was the year they did it on. Oh Huntington yeah. Beach. <laughs> uh, the pay per view will be filmed between lifeguard stands X and Y. City officials are expecting 10000 for the free show, but WCW promoter Zane Breslov is claiming 50000 which Dave scoffed, and I think Zane was closer to the actual number than city officials were. If, if anybody the free to show with Sweaty Man on the Beach, man. Come on, and all the women are going to show up. And the renegade is there, man. I, he drew this the is, house. Yeah. He drew the well, beach. I'm glad I saved this one for renegade here. <laughs> Roll Tide. Good lord. Uh, yeah, yeah, you're going to need that one. Um, yeah, so this show, if anybody wants a good laugh, 
uh, go look up on Tony Schiavone's What Happened When podcast when they're covering, they're doing the watch along to uh, Bachelor Beach 95. Every time they show a crowd shot, <laughs> Tony goes up with the number. He's like, 50,000 people. And the next time he's like, 150,000 people in the crowd. <laughs> the hell of a job. Yeah. <laughs> the last time they showed him on camera, which is probably like a minute ago, 100,000 people piled in. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I buy and that. The end of the, was that the show where they got randomly cut off at the end? Where he's like, we gotta go. We're out of here. Goodbye. I mean, they've done that so much. You gotta be more specific. But uh. Yeah, I, that was a thing with WC. They had horrible timing issues. And you gotta make sure you hit the credits, man. Well, I was gonna say that, too. Like, you know, they gotta add an extra two minutes to their closing for the credits. And then the last shot of next time we're on pay-per-view. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, speaking of what we were talking about earlier, Lee Marshall and Mike Tanay both got tryouts as announcers. And did well. <laughs> wow. And they did well, although neither will likely end up getting the mysterious TNT show gig. That is 100% going to Eric Bischoff. Speaking of which, the first show is rumored to be taped at the Paramount Theater in Maris- Madison Square Garden. Well, <laughs> I remember episode, uh, Bischoff's podcast on that right there. Did he, like, did he talk about that? <sighs> yeah. He snapped uh, that day because he said, number one, we never had a, uh, a spot set. All of America came up last. Second of all, and this is where you really railed him, it was never, ever going to be taped. The whole point of it was to be live. Yeah. So he got really pissed about that. So he kind of like took away the entire thing of what we were trying to do. Live versus Raw, which is taped. Right. Yeah. Um, I, I, well, plus, I, that's just weird. It's, it's going to be in the Paramount Theater, Madison Square Garden, the person, that the person who, you know, kind of put this story together, or whatever it was, put a comment and was like, "Man, that would have been a shot fired." Yeah, right. Yeah, like, uh, yeah. I but, still don't know where the hell this Paramount Theater is. I saw a boxing match on it a couple weeks ago. I, I don't know if it's below it, next to it, or what. It's gonna be. It's gonna be in the complex with it. So you know, like next to it somewhere. Uh, I've been to Garden a couple times. It's there's definitely nothing within that complex that's an arena. There's like yeah. a Kmart or whatever the hell it is now across the street. There's a apartment complex over here, apartment complex over there, and then there's a Pennsylvania hotel right across the street. So, well, what was the? Uh, was that the the place where they had the uh, the Lions Den match or whatever the hell? Yeah, I think so. Okay. And I don't so, know where the hell that was. Yeah. If anybody. Knows has any ideas? Let us know. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I settle on it's underneath it. Like that's what I convinced could myself. Be. So yeah, I mean, very well could be. They do have. Remember, they do have that little mall. We went into it. Remember, they had that little mall below MSG. It's like it's like a uh, mall with the train station. So there's definitely uh, stuff going on below. Yeah. Uh, okay. Get- uh, moving on to the WWF side here in the WWF. Kayfabe president Jack Tunney resigned this past week as both Tunney and Billy Red Lions were let go as part of aggressive house cleaning in the front offices. Uh, this included other executive scapegoats as well. While they're not saying anything publicly about the reasons for the cuts, the horrible pay-per-view buy rates and immense legal bills for Vince McMahon's trial seem to be the culprits. In fact, the Tunney story was getting juicier later. Uh, meanwhile, replacing Tunney as the new face of Canada will be Carl DeMarco, who used to be Bret Hart's agent. <laughs> the face of Canada, man. That's that's a distinction. I, I'm going to leave the joke slow. Well, hey there, E. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm the face of Canada. Yeah. Um, you know, if you go down a little further, you can see the ass of Canada. Yeah. I've been to Canada. It's really nice. Okay, I'm just gonna say. I'm not just saying that either, but yeah. 
As Americans, and we poke fun at them. They poke fun at us. It's all fun and games. But from what I heard, it's very cold up there, and I always hear all this crap uh, about Toronto in August during SummerSlam. It was pretty damn hot. So I'm always hearing this crap about oh, a cold front coming down from Canada, and I'm like, "F you, Canada! Keep your crap over across the border." Well, they are. They do have an ocean above them, and then the Atlantic right next to them. So I mean, it's a lot of there's windy yeah. winds. Yeah, right. And then we just so happen to buy a state like right now, right up in their corner. It's like. Hey, yeah, we're just going to go up through your country a little bit to get to more America. <laughs> uh, hey, uh, don't don't try uh, taking us as the fifty the fifty first state on the way through, eh? And it's like, ah, we'll think about it. We're, we're I'm saying nice. Might, uh, <laughs> I was like, hey, we're playing nice, okay? I'm j- just saying, you could be America. You could be. Keep in the back of your mind. Just think about it. All right. See you later. <laughs> good lord. Uh, anyway, good lord. <laughs> Uh, Tony, we're going to piss off a lot of Canadian listeners. Uh, we, Tony, uh, I honoring myself. Yeah. <laughs> Tony took over as fictional president of the WWF in 1984. I didn't realize it was so damn long. Uh, after splitting from uh, Jim Crockett Jr., a figurehead reward for his new loyalty to the WWF. Uncle Dave points out that many of his on-screen decisions made no sense and made him look like a bumbling, semi-senile, over-his-head president who oversaw all the chaos. Okay. Uh, well, I'm going to simulate that to America today. Anyways, um, Gorilla Monsoon would take over for him. Yeah. Well, <laughs> to that little, to that little uh, comment that Dave said, I said, and if someone would know about being a bumbling and over-his-head uh, moron, it would be the stuttering compulsive idiot with a god complex in a cluttered office in San Jose. <laughs> oh, man. <sighs> but I digress. Uh, so, with Tunny gone, should... the W... Say what? I said, just, I still should have pissed on him that time in the shark tank when I had the opportunity, but whatever. Keep going. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. I'm kidding. People. I would not do that, but yeah, well, uh, don't, don't, you know, don't, don't pull bullets out of the gun just yet. All right, I'm just saying. Uh, you might get your chance later on, so you never know. Uh, so with Tunny gone, the WWF will have to fill the role of authority figure. They're already starting angles on TV around the decision-making process. The current rumor is that Shane Douglas will play be playing a heel commissioner. <laughs> that would have been historic because they've never, uh, like, a wrestler do that before. At that point. Yeah. Right. Uh, Uncle Dave thinks that Bob Backlund would be an awesome choice for the role. No, yeah. it wouldn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, this was would before up... he was legitimately running for president, right? Of the United States, so that was 2000, right? Yeah, that was, yeah, that was the 2000 race. Uh, it would end up being Gorilla Monsoon, as you mentioned earlier. And then Gorilla Monsoon again. Yeah, right. Uh, in the opposite of cost-cutting, the WWF bought a literal blimp for $250,000 this past week. They will be sending it... Oh, yeah! It... That was the Karate Fighters blimp, right? What's uh, it? Okay, well, yeah. I think so. Uh, they will be sending it ahead of time to cities that they'll be running shows in. I had said, I wonder if this became the Stridex blimp. Or that. Yeah. Yeah, it was a couple of different things, but yeah. If anybody goes back and watches anything in 1995, they had a damn blimp I, it, it, <laughs> up in the corner. It was in the arena. And it had the Stridex logo on it. I'm like, yeah, what? You, know, you couldn't have just put a banner of Stridex somewhere in the arena for like 20 bucks. You had to get a blimp. Yeah. Yeah, they, for a quarter of a million dollars. Forgive my thrifty ass. I don't like spending money on stupid stuff, but eh, that's just me. 
Well, God dang it, pal. We tried it with Ico Pro and it went bankrupt. You got uh, Hey, maybe the wow, maybe the uh, you know the, the the blimp paid off, man. Because I mean, Stridex is still in business. So, you know, we have we have no evidence that the blimp did not contribute to that. Well, of course, it's still in business because there will be teenagers every single year, you idiots. Jeez. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Oh, good lord. Uh, no, King get Kong. Bu- <laughs> of things that are not still in business. Uh, uh, King Kong Bundy is still employed with the WWF, by the way, although he's been out with pneumonia and phased down because it's basically acknowledged that his matches suck. <laughs> you don't say. Uh, Sid is also being I'm sorry, phased. but when was he ever good? Yeah. Well, that's what everybody says. He tricked everybody into thinking he was something before WrestleMania 2 so he could have his one moment. And then after that, nothing. I, well, to be I, fair, it was Hogan wrestling him, right? So... Yeah. I assume he's got to sign off. I'm right. pretty sure in the 80s, don't hold me to this, I'm pretty sure Hogan had some say in the 80s. I mean, I don't know, maybe. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, give me the giant egg, pal. Oh, that, that's, that's Vince McMahon. Give me the giant egg, brother. Yeah. Give him the uh, avalanche. Break the kids' hearts on Saturday night's meeting. Right. That'd be great, uh, pal. He's, hey, brother, I got this idea. He's going to go on to be in, in this hit show, Married with, uh, married with Children. <laughs> Hey, that show was more successful than his freaking wrestling career, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Good lord, man. Uh, yeah, I, I always like the story. I'm not crapping on the man, by the way. I know he's passed away. I don't want to even give me crap over that. Yeah, right. No, I'm not. I feel like we got to see it every damn week. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, we need to do a retro show like this. Uh, I did like, I, I love the story. Uh, I can't remember what territory it was in, but every time uh, he was in the locker room with uh, Big Cat or any lad, uh, Ernie Ladd would be like, you're stealing money, Bundy. Every time you cash a check, you're stealing money. Well, <laughs> if it like, works. Yeah, it's like, damn. Uh, but back then, before he even went to the WWF, they said he was stealing money when he cashed his check because he sucked so bad. Oh, God. And this is 95. Hey, you know what? If someone's going to pay you to do something you sucked, take the money. Shut up. I mean, he's smart for that. Yeah. We see yeah I see that, that nowadays. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, the best... It's not always the best actors that star in the biggest money-making roles, okay? Just saying. Like, not all wrestlers are, gonna... are first-round picks, okay? Yeah, right. Either way, uh, Sid is also being phased down, and Mabel is getting the top heel role for a while instead. Speaking oh, of which... Lord, how's that going to go? <sighs> speaking of which, Mabel is now officially King Mabel. All hail. Oh, it's interesting you say that, because I think WWE went to all hell when he was the King of the Ring, but whatever. Yeah. Uh, anybody wants to go back and watch him versus, well, anybody. It, uh, yeah. Particularly Diesel, the champion, who he damn near cripples. Yeah, right. It, it, when when Diesel is like, when you're in a match with Diesel. Give your words, because I like this guy. Oh, I like, <laughs> I, I like Nash, too. I've always been a fan. However, he made Kevin Nash look like Luthez. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like, hot damn. <laughs> And again, we. So what you're telling this. me is what you're, what you're saying is Mabel had the uncanny ability to make people look good. That's what I heard from you just now. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, that's literally that. what you just said. Yeah, but it's like the you the, can't uh, ring that bell. I can't, I can't ring that bell, dude. That's like the, the Jim Cornette. It. It's like the Jim Cornette thing where he said, uh, uh, Ole Anderson told him one time, he's like, you know, and I'm gonna clean it up. But he said, you know, Jim, I used to think you were a dumb f, but you know, I, I've met so many dumb f's after you that you've moved up the list without even doing anything. 
Hey, a win's a win, right? <laughs> right. Yeah. Good grief. And take it. Shut up. Say thank you and move on. And for the second time in one story, we got to say, I know Mabel's passed away. I'm not talking crap about Nelson Frazier. Good Lord. This story made I've me I've heard laugh. a lot of people say he's like a really cool dude. So who's that? Uh, apparently he was super horny all the time. So. I, I, whatever. I, I, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> yeah, right. They said he used to pop Viagra sitting in the locker room they're like why and he's like just because i want to see what it does like like it's gonna like you know what it does why do you need to see it it's, oh, it's a fun game <laughs> has it been four hours yet call a doctor <laughs> wow. yeah, right uh return story mate. Too, folks thank you that's what got blue chew you know i'm sick of it man i want the top daddy let's go yeah i want i want it prescribed by a doctor damn it uh, this, story, this story made me laugh because it's just like it was so off the mark. Dustin Rhodes is talked about as coming into the WWF with a heel gunslinger gimmick. Not even close. So what do you mean? Did the they pull this? What's that word? Oh. Antithesis? Is that it? To uh, the smoking guns? <laughs> yeah, right. I didn't even think about that part. They had to have pulled the story or he, we know who, had to have pulled the story right out of his ass because Literally, every single person that has talked about this said, no, they, they called Dustin with one idea, and it was gold dust. That was it. Like, what the hell? They, just... they really Hold didn't it. like the Rose family back then, did they? <laughs> <laughs> nope. Uh, well, it could be worse, baby. You could be wearing polka dots and dancing with an elderly woman. <laughs> hey, you know what, though? I, people say that almost like, you know, that's how he's, that's his identity now. Do you realize that? Like they yeah. inadvertently gave him a an identity. So well, Tyrus was talking about when they told him he was going to be a Funkasaurus. He went to Dusty, and Dusty was like, "You know when they put me in polka dots?" And he was like, "Yeah, I remember." He's like, "That was cool when I was growing up, though." He's like, "You damn right it was cool because I made it cool, baby." Damn right. <laughs> like, like yeah, okay. Uh, the funniest story, the part about that story though is he said Dusty literally cleared the practice arena, told everybody to get the hell out, so him and Tyrus could dance together for like Good an Lord. hour <laughs> he's like i want to see you dance baby and he was like no you got to get into it he's like dance and he said we he was like it was literally just me and dusty Rhodes dancing in a, in an empty ring for like an hour <laughs> i, I mean I, I want, side, that's a hell of a story to have in your life man right i wish sure, you were footage of this yeah i, I, well, I don't know i need to introduce you on that but right anyway uh, SummerSlam has already sold 8,000 tickets without any matches even being announced. I mean, at the end of the oh, day, it's still SummerSlam. Champion, he sucked, right? Oh, well, of course. Yeah, it's all his fault. I always hated that. I, oh, I, I, was, fault. I, was, I, was, I was 11 years old this year. I ate that up, man. I love Diesel. I, I, I get it. Business-wise, say whatever you want, but I love that dude. I'm going to go in the opposite of everybody, everybody else. They're like, well, he was the lowest drawing champion in history, blah, blah, blah. I'm going to go in the opposite and say the only thing keeping less people from tuning out was one of them being him. Yeah, right. Because, I mean, I mean, you, are you really going to say that 95 was like it was like it was obviously garbage, but it was all because of him. It was all him. All of it. Yeah, right. Every he single had, bit. He had some damn good matches in 95. And like he there were quite a few times like the shining lights in 95 were him. Uh, Bret Hart. Shawn Michaels and occasionally Razor, and like that was that was about it. Luger wasn't really the Undertaker was fire. doing, but he was Undertaker was doing crap in that year, I believe. I remember right. That maybe just yeah, low years. Yeah, he was doing uh, F all. I think I 
I can't even remember who the hell he was feuding with at this time. Uh, Bundy, comma. Oh, and then, comma. And then yeah, Mabel, that was it. I believe it was Mabel. Yeah. 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 Well, so, King Kong Bundy, comma, Mabel. I start, you start with IRS. Yeah, there's a... That's that's lighting on fire, man. That's maybe been anywhere in the country right there, any of those matches. Yeah, that's a who's who of why the hell is this happening? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I love it. Still to this day, still just one of my all-time favorites. Yeah, He'll never be the best. He's always going to be one of my favorites. That's one. He's on my bucket list of people I want to meet before they pass away. Uh, in uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling... He's healthy as a horse. you got a long time. Don't worry. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. I, Still sucks. I never got to meet Scott Hall, but you know, oh well. You were right uh, there next to me when I met him in New Orleans. Technically, I know. you did. Uh, yeah, I mean, I saw him. <laughs> I didn't meet him, though. Uh, in New Japan Pro Wrestling, Masahiro Chono's father passed away on July 9th, so he will vacate the IWGP heavyweight tag team titles that he held with uh, Hiroshi Tenzan. Instead, uh, Shinya Hashimoto and Junji Hirata. Uh, will face Scott Norton and Mike Enos for the titles. Mike I, Enos. Wow. <laughs> Uncle Dave is somewhat mystified at the monster push being given to Harada all of a sudden as the team beat the Steiner brothers and the Hellraisers over two nights. So to which I said, wait a second, Mike Enos is competing for a major title and Hirata is the one that Dave is questioning. When <laughs> you get that Beverly brothers rub, man, you're doing something right. Yeah, right. Think about that that just that team of awesomeness, Scott Norton and Mike Enos. Like, who man? You know who Mike Enos is, dude. Mike Enos is the guy <clears throat> who was yeah. in the ring when Scott Hall debuted in WCW. Uh, you, yeah, uh, that's, that's historic right there. That's yeah, something. That's <laughs> that in your cap. Man. That was We're having yeah. way too much fun on the show today. <laughs> we haven't even got to the show itself. Oh, I've got a few more for you that's gonna <laughs> knock your socks off. Smoky Mountain Wrestling is prepping for their biggest show in their history with the Super Bowl of Wrestling, real name, on August 4th in Knoxville, Tennessee. The show wait, wait, that's had... really the name? Yes, the Super Bowl of Wrestling. The Super Bowl of Wrestling, wow. Lazy name. Right. How they got away with that? Don't know. Blame Jim Cornette for that one, though. Well, they probably spelled it S-O-U-P space O-R space B-O-W-L. If only, yeah. No, that's, <laughs> that sounds like a Chikara name. <laughs> but this if anybody doesn't know what I'm talking about, go look up some of the names for Chikara wrestling shows in the past. They're ridiculous but hilarious. Uh, the show will be headlined by either Shawn Michaels or Jeff Jarrett, defending the WWF Intercontinental title against Buddy Landell. Also, unless the WWF plans have drastically changed, they've already filmed the interviews where Shawn talks about defending the IC title. So there you go with Dave giving out spoilers again. Okay, yeah, he is, but at the same time, who's the ass that told him that? <laughs> That's very true. Uh, Touche. I mean, I'm not just excusing him for doing it, but like he knows this somehow. You know. Yeah. And uh, if if I remember correctly, because Jim Cornette talked about this, he said they would have loved to have Jarrett because uh, he was, you know, fans of the Jarretts and friends with him or whatever. He said, however, he's like it was undeniable that Shawn Michaels was a bigger draw and could get a good match out of Buddy Landell as well. So he's like, I. He's like, we really wanted Shawn Michaels there. And apparently they drew a halfway decent house for Smoky Mountain standards. However, and it couldn't have been Jeff anyways, because spoilers, he's leaving. Oh, yeah, that's true. I forgot about that. This is the year he walked out. Uh, First time. Yeah. yeah. 
and and uh, they they kick that real double J uh, storyline into full gear after that. This one, I'm like mother of God. Curtis Firebreaker Chip Just Thompson. Say Mary. <laughs> what did it? Do you remember Firebreaker Chip? He dr- I remember the he, name. He was in WCW. He dressed like a fireman. Fire, uh, fire, what was the name again? Firebreaker Chip. Yeah. Who he, is he? His his real name is Curtis Thompson. Like he was. This was this was all he did. He was Firebreaker Chip. He was. That sounds uh, in w- like a damn uh, Chippendale. <laughs> I know. He would team with uh, in WCW. He teamed with Chris Champion. And they were the Patriots. Okay, I remember that team. Yeah, okay. they sucked. If anybody was wondering. don't ask me why. Well, either way, Firebreaker Chip did a tryout match with Smoky Mountain, and he beat Mike Sampson in a terrible match where Thomas uh, Thompson, who was Firebreaker Chip, uh, only did rest holds. This led to Uncle Dave wondering. <laughs> this led Uncle Dave to wonder if he knows what the word "try" is supposed to mean. Getting a little saucy there, eh, Dave? Well, Dave He's tries not- to be a reporter, so. Wow. I will say this. Dave is not wrong about that. If you're in a tryout match, why are you doing rest holds the whole match? But then again, uh, that was probably the best that Firebreaker effing Chip could do. Hey, somebody's got to put on a match that's going to give people time to run to the bathroom in the concession stands, okay? You watch your mouth. Yeah, Maybe this always, guy had a plan, okay? There's you know, you're sitting there judging this guy. You don't match. even know him. Yeah, exactly. Right, like, but maybe yeah, everyone like should it, ease up on this dude. Yeah, like at the 2018 Hall of Fame. I mean, Hillbilly Jim was the I gotta go take a dump speech of the night. So Still yeah. going to this day, dude. <laughs> yeah, right. It's clocked in uh, four years. <laughs> He's God. been doing this almost as long as Curtis Axel's been in the 2015 Royal Rumble. So, I know. Story. <laughs> uh, has Vince McMahon mentioned that yet in one of his random-ass appearances? No. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been hilarious. He comes out to the ring and he's like, oh, welcome back, Latim. Curtis Axel who, by the way, was never eliminated from 2015 Royal Rumble, and he's still legal to this day. Have a good night, everybody. Welcome to Rumble. And the guy, the guy responsible for it's not even the company anymore. <laughs> right. Oh, my gosh. Uh, after Paul Heyman took pot shots at Jim Cornette bouncing checks at a recent ECW Q&A, Jim Cornette made sure to respond because, of course, of he did. Of course, he did. Uh, he said that, yes, Smoky Mountain has bounced their share of checks because they run week to week, but they always make good on it. The only person that he still owes money to is Cactus Jack due to a funny story about Jack waiting three weeks to cash a check, at which point it bounced. So Cornette wired the money directly to him in Atlanta, not realizing that Mick had moved to New York. So Mick called Cornette and cut a promo on him, calling him Herb Abrams. God. Good Lord. Uh, you know, that's and, all a joke because he loved Herb Abrams. I remember Foley was like, yeah, nothing bad yeah. to say about the man on the dark side of the ring, so... Yeah, right. It was one of them where it's like, ah, he was a piece of crap, but man, I loved him. (laughs) Uh, But at which point, Cornette sent the money to New York instead and fully apologized, although he hasn't called Cornette back since then. (laughs) I I wonder why. Uh, Cornette would also like to point out that ECW is thousands in debt and just went through a complete financial restructuring to bail them out, and yet he's the one being portrayed as a Welshing lowlife. (sighs) Yeah. I, All right. I know look, this is a low hanging fruit, but are we going to ignore how worse ECW is going to get with this in the coming years? Yeah. Right. Well, my thing <laughs> with to Paul Heyman is like, I get you and Jim Cornette hate each other and took pot shots or whatever, but those who live in glass houses should not throw stones. <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> Clearly, uh, he's able to look at Heyman two different ways as the promoter and the wrestler, because if you've heard him talk about Paul nowadays on this podcast, he praises the hell out of that man. 
Uh, one of my favorite Burnett? phrases he ever gave. Yeah. Oh yeah, he phrases oh. the crap out of him. He, he and does, one of my favorite ones same... he ever. Oh, go go for it. I'll tell you one of the things he said about him, he goes, "Man, Paul Heyman's so him good, he can sell you the glasses that are on your face." Yep. But like, that's like the most biggest compliment you can give to somebody. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, he said he, he he does say though he was like uh, he's like uh Paul is like five years younger than me or something like that and he's like and he looks twenty years older than me he's like what happened to him? CW <laughs> happened all the stress probably. Yeah, right. It's so, like haven't you ever seen a guy that came out of eight years of being president what they look like like that's what yeah happened. right. <laughs> and they're not dealing with bounce <laughs> checks. Uh, except for Jimmy Carter, he still looks really good. Got to point that out. He may be the uh, one. <laughs> Jim Cornette also said that he needed to unload the gangsters and called up, or excuse me, gangsters, and called up the WWF trying to find them work. So they, quote, ran from that idea like a vampire from a cross, end quote. Wow. I'm saying stupid, that's why. But <laughs> a vampire from a cross, by the way. I have a, I have a feeling that Vince McMahon would have given them a chance, but that gimmick would not have stuck. Vince McMahon's, Vince McMahon's tried out a lot of garbage. All right, thinking that he is like, well, maybe I can, you know, I can fix it, pal. It's like, eh, not really. I mean, they have to have a good foundation for you to fix it, okay? Like the Dudleys. They had a good uh, foundation. Let's fast forward real quick. To, let's fast forward four years real quick to the public enemy. Try to fix that, too. It did not work. Yeah. Nope. Who are taking on the gangsters on this card? But I'm getting ahead of myself. Cornette called up ECW to get them a job, and New Jack went behind his back and struck a deal with Todd Gordon to start two weeks before the end date that Cornette had asked for. Yeah, pretty shady. <sighs> yeah, he still likes it, that man, though. I mean, I mean, I, I shouldn't say like, but yeah, you never had anything derogatory to say about him. Cornette uh, to New Jack pronouns, pal. Uh, yeah, well, Cornette, Cornette did say. I mean, he's been very honest about you know getting pissed off at him, but he did say he's like, well, they were getting a lot of heat in Smoky Mountain with that gimmick, but it was not the good kind of heat. This was the wasn't you know gimmick, but yeah, yeah, right. He's like, you're doing that gimmick. It's like you do the gimmick that they're doing in the deep south where they performed a lot. It's not going to draw the kind of heat that you want at a wrestling show. All right. So well, they were flat like, out saying I hate white people and stuff like that, which I he, it's just all part of the thing. I know, but you know, he in brought the south, out. I don't, <laughs> he had he did a promo yeah. with a white baby doll on a noose. Yeah. I yeah. That's just like uh, it's like nuts, man. They're not going to take that kindly, especially. Yeah, let's, let's be honest. Back then, I mean. Black folks in the South are already like, you know, white people already. It's already like a tension, you know. Uh, I lived in Arkansas in 1997, 98. I'm so and, sorry. I'm uh, sorry. Go on. Yeah. Uh, well, through from late 96 through 1998, the summer of 98, uh, I lived in Arkansas. That is the first time I ever heard the N word in my life. So just pointing that out. And where was this kinda, show at? Do you remember this particular one? This ECW show? It was in Philly. No, 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 no. The one where New Jack had the baby on the news. Do you remember oh, what that was? Hell, fine. Uh, it was probably Kentucky. Kentucky. I don't know. They tried sticking around the the uh, region. Oh, well, yeah. He wasn't. He clearly wasn't afraid of anybody because he always carried a shiv with him. I'm not saying that like it's an insult. He he no, freaking he does. Said, dude. Don't watch Dark Side of the Ring on his. He'll tell you. He he says it. Nothing that's not public knowledge. Yeah. Right. <laughs> this story was like. I had to laugh at this one. In ECW, the Steiner brothers are coming in for the July 28th show and will be staying for two months. Paul Heyman wants to keep them away from the tag division, however, because they 
won't do any jobs for any of their existing teams, so they'll just do six-man matches instead. Oh, what do you mean they're not going to do a job for uh, Dudley, Dudley, and Snot Dudley? Clearly, those are the ones you're going to keep going to. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they suck. <laughs> Uh, did they even go to ECW? I don't even. I mean, I didn't watch it back then. I didn't watch it ever. But. I think, yeah, they popped up a couple of times. I mean, it, during this era, they popped up, and you know, just for payday or whatever. Well, real quick, real quick, off topic, but not on topic. I, or off topic, but on topic. I've been binge watching some old episodes of Superstars, and they just won the tag titles there, and that was in 1993. So you mean in two years they were in all three companies? Yep. Pretty crazy uh, to think about. And they were in all Japan quite a bit, so there's four for you. I don't count that because. It, I feel like everyone just goes there. Uh, well, according to I mean, even apparently, guys, but. well, and, and, and to your point, they were in all three companies here in America, and apparently they made more money over in Japan than they did at all three companies here. So they well, were yeah, probably, huge draws. Probably because, probably because of who they are here, to be fair. Oh, well, so yeah. So it's like, oh, I mean, American guys, most them, yeah, pay them. That's nothing wrong with that. Again, hey, take your money. I'm not knocking that. But. Yeah, and at the time, Japan liked. Uh, big, like real big, strong Haas Americans that could that could work and work stiff, and the Steiners were always. And they love you know, Scotty Steiner. Them. Oh yeah, they were uh, definitely willing to uh, beat some ass and get their asses beat. So that's why Stan Hansen did so well over there in Vader because they were stiff as all hell, man. They didn't get Stan the memo. Yeah, well, the hilarious what I call them. <laughs> uh, or as uh, Jim Cornette calls him, the blind potato master. <laughs> yeah, for everyone this to say one. this, though. So. Yeah, right. Well, so why do you think Vader had his eye popping out of his skull? Not only people remember this. He was actually he was actually in uh, No Holds Barred. Not anyone remembers that. I do remember that. Yeah, because <laughs> I was watching it for the first time, and I'm like, "That's Stan Hansen." Like, okay. <laughs> uh, I I put these last two stories in because they're just funny, and I'm like, wow. Uh, oh, good. We need some fun because we haven't had any already. Well, this is like, you know, not big name stuff, but it's just like, wow. Uh, on a Peach City Wrestling show on July 7th in Cordell, Cordell, Georgia, I think. I don't know. Uh, the Iron Sheik was working against a masked man named the American Eagle, as played by Jackie Fulton. However, even though the Eagle was wearing a mask and no one was supposed to know who he was, Sheiky Baby completely exposed the gimmick by getting on the PA and calling him Jackie Fulton and talking about how much he hated his brother. <laughs> <Jackie Fulton. laughs> oh, I have no problem believing that. <laughs> That's the Sheik for you. I wonder if he also threatened no at all, man. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wonder if he also threatened to break his back and make him humble. And, and uh, committing sexual act, but we're not going to say that. Yeah, yeah, committing sodomy. Yes, I'm to do this on Twitter. Yeah, right. <laughs> this last story, I will, I got to preface this. It's hilarious and effed up. And I will say, uh, listener uh, was a discretion advised for this one. So if you don't want to hear it, whatever, it's a, if you might get triggered. So trigger warning, here you go. Oh, good Lord. I, I have no idea what this is, by the way. So I want to point that out right now. Yep. Uh, they do not necessarily reflect our opinions. No. Cool, so. <laughs> if you think we've hit rock bottom, you haven't seen nothing yet with this one. Incredibly Strange Wrestling, real name, uh, managed to book a spot on the Lollapalooza show on July 4th in Seattle, Washington, thus managing to perform before the biggest crowd in North America in 1995. 
the ISW group features characters such as the rapist, uh, the, oh abortion, the abortionist, complete with coat oh, hanger, uh, and a female valet who revives her men by taking her panties off and rubbing them in their faces. Yeah. Uh, this was seen... I don't know oh whether to laugh God. or cry. This was seen by a concert promoter at one of their shows in California, and here we are. Uh, they will also be doing the Lollapalooza shows. That's my state, folks. <laughs> yep, only in California. Uh, they will also be He's doing... SoCal. I could deal with that. I don't know. But they're doing the Lollapalooza shows on August 14th and 18th in California. They don't say where in California. That's got to be SoCal. Okay. I right. believe it is. Yeah, Lollapalooza usually, I think, sticks to there. But then again, this was in Washington as well, so yikes. Oh, don't forget, Seattle in the 90s was a huge music scene. Huge. Huge. Yeah. That makes sense. Anyway, we're going to take our next break. When we come back, we're actually going to get into the event at hand that we've clearly been putting off. It is ECW Heatwave 95, right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. This message is brought to you by Belly Up Sports. No, just kidding. This is not an NWO promo. This is just me, Kyle Sullivan, aka Shaggy Von Doom, the host of Here in Puckburg on the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. I have a hockey podcast where we talk about hockey fandom and the love of the game, and where that leads you in this this game we call life. Why am I on Main Event Marks telling you about this? Well, what if I told you I had one half of the world's greatest tag team, otherwise known as the Main Event Marks, the one and only Greg, Superfly Greg. He was on, and he was talking about his love of the game. So you might want to come over and check that episode out. If you like what you hear, you can check out the rest of our incredible episodes with our incredible hockey community from PHF, athletes, ESPN personalities, fathers of NHL players, and a whole lot more. Come by, follow the show, give a like, give a subscribe, and it'd be great to have you here in Puckburg. But enough about me. Let's get back to what you're really here for, the main event marks, because they are the cream of the crop. Oh, yeah. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Listen, if you're still living with bladder accidents, stop. It's time to get your life back. I was just like you until I found real relief with Axonics Therapy. It's not a pill or a pad. It's a clinically proven advanced treatment. Get started at FindRealRelief.com. That's FindRealRelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to FindRealRelief.com. You gotta keep them separated. Main Event Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash Main Event Marks. Hey, we're back. Yep, we're back. ECW Heat Wave, Rage in the Cage, 1995. 
took place on July 15th, 1995. The tagline, Rage in the Cage. The venue, <sighs> ECW Arena in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, with an attendance of 1,000. Yeah, that's some TNA was right there. I was raging having to watch this. You <laughs> joke, but those were all paid. TNAs were. I mean, I know that is true. Part, but, so. Well, and, and you know, uh, all the crap, let me just get this out of the way right now because there's very little good all over the this company. Mm-hmm. They always have like pack house. Like, oh, oh yeah. That, that is true. <laughs> hey, you know, the, the major difference, though, is TNA didn't bounce checks. They just never sent the checks. <laughs> <laughs> Can't bounce a check if you don't write the check. Yeah, there well, you so go. That, 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 that meme with the, the, the dude with the, the tapping his top, head. Top yeah. Feet. yeah, I was like, yeah, that's a good Can't bounce a yeah. check if you never write a check. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah uh, we start off with the dreaded message from the program that the program is being presented in its most complete form possible that uh, usually to me means that uh the camera cut or something or yeah they had cut a match because for some reason i don't know well there is a certain match that gets cut and I, it, that one actually pissed me off that it got cut but we'll talk about it when when we get to it uh, the announcer, who's dressed to the nines, is inter- is interrupted by referee Bill Alfonso. The audio is atrocious. I put on. I sent you. No. A, I sent you a screenshot of. I was like, normally I can yes. even when their audio, <laughs> even when their audio's bad, I can make it out. But I put on closed captioning, and even the thing. Uh, I I gotta go back. What what the hell did it, it said, say? Oh, it indiscernible. Indiscernible. Yeah. <laughs> So you sent me that. I was in the middle of doing something. I think I forgot to respond. And I'm like, it took me a minute. It's like, why is this funny? Why are you sending me this? And then I put on the closed caption because I had watched it after you. Uh-huh. And I'm like, oh, that's why it's funny. I, <laughs> yeah. I thought you got a picture off the internet or something. Um, it took me like a long time to piece that together. But yeah. I mean, uh, it, it, it didn't even have to be from this event. It could just be anytime Fonzie's talking. But right. Daddy. Close the whistle. Yeah, right. Something about down the middle, calls everybody daddy, blows a whistle. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, a few gonna... audible things from him is what you're saying. Okay, got it. Yeah, right. Uh, but Fonzie is eventually cut off by Todd Gordon, who was the commissioner of ECW at the time. Uh, Alfonso does some sort of countdown. Apparently, he has some authority that I'm unaware of here. I, I don't know. Uh, but he's doing some ask countdown. Me. Say what? Don't ask me. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, any ECW fans out there, fill us in, uh, or don't, whatever. But he does. Fonzie does a countdown, basically telling Todd Gordon to get out of his ring by the count of one. Uh, and Gordon snaps and attacks him, only to have the roster separate them. I don't know what happened, but Alfonso was able to kick Gordon out of the arena. <laughs> whatever. Like, these two you had to bring out the roster for, by the way? I know, it's like a couple of, like... You know, dudes that weigh a buck ten couldn't come out there and split it up. Like, good lord. <laughs> Could have got a couple of little kids in the eyes to break some up. Yeah, mm-hmm. right. Uh, but the first match of the night is Stormin' Mike Norman versus Mikey Whipwreck. Uh, it went about six minutes, 41 seconds. My main question <sighs> here is, and I know what you're thinking, who the hell is Stormin' Norman? Uh, and, and your question would not be answered. So, you know, just, just shut the F up and accept it. Uh, ECW Brian? Legend Storm and Norman. Thank you very much. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where's Brian? Where's Brian Myers? <laughs> he would probably know. I'm not he even joking. Probably. Yeah, right. Anyway, uh, Whipwreck ends up winning off of a flying Franken Mikey into a pin. 
Uh, Uncle Dave yeah, spared him. Real name. Uncle Dave spared himself the pain and agony of watching and reviewing this crap. So I got Scott Keith, the 411 Mania, who gave this a half a star. I gave it a star. Uh, that's oh, gonna it, be... it was... It wasn't, like, the worst piece of crap. I actually gave it two, but... Holy we'll crap, far, okay. Far worse. We'll see far worse, is what I'm saying. Oh, well, now, if you're... I'm going to be honest with you, by the way. I went back and did the uh, uh, review... The, the ratings show of each match afterward because I was like, how worse is this crap going to get? All right, well, if you're... Not, if I'm not going to give every match one star because that would be easy and I cop out. So, like... If we're grading on the uh, on, on the prerequisite of how you know it's going to get worse, like okay then, <laughs> but I'm going. That's how just, I grade. Yeah, that's just uh, yeah. Speaking of which, up next we have Raven and Stevie Richards, <laughs> who are defending the ECW. While they've McGillicuddy in their corner, they're defending the ECW World Tag Team Titles against Tony Stetson and Don E. Allen. Oh my god, I'm sorry, I can't stop laughing. Yeah, those guys. Uh, <laughs> this match, though, holy crap. You, you know, real quick, before you even get into it, you, people ask me why I gave the last match too. Listen yeah. to this right now. Okay, here we go. Well, this one barely counts as a match. It's just over two minutes. You know, oh. we all remember... <laughs> well, we all remember the classic matches of Tony Stetson and Donnie Allen, I'm sure. It's Don E. Allen. Okay, yeah. Don't roll in the whole name Donnie. It's not Donnie. It's Don E. Oh, just I'm, respect. I'm, so, oh, I'm sorry. To, the great Tony Stetson and Donnie Do-Good. Uh, <laughs> I'm sure they tore the house down one night in Tallahassee, and you know the, it was never on film. They had to be given a, a you know a match of the night bonus. <laughs> yeah, like Jimmy Graffiti and Bunkhouse Buck in, in Mississippi. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm sure they all had you know they had nothing but five star hidden gems in their career. God. Anyway. Uh, what, actually, what actually happened here? Uh, Allen jumpstarts the match by attacking Stevie. Raven hits the even flow on Stetson, and then Allen in short order while Stevie is outside making out with a fan who turns out to be Francine. I guess she wasn't Francine yet. But... Yeah. Uh, Beulah jumps into the crowd and gets into a cat fight with her. Uh, okay. Raven goes outside to break things up, and the challengers win via countout, I guess? Is that, is that what you got out of it? So, yeah. You... Okay, I, it's you hard know, to pay attention. Obviously, you know, uh, what's uh, communication between announcers and the listener is not a thing here, so, yeah. Yeah, I, whatever. Uh, Scott Keith, the 411 Mania, gave it a dud. I gave it a star to you. I didn't rate it, but I guess if you want to say one. Nothing yeah. happened. Garbage, yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, it's obviously setting up for stuff, but yikes. It's a world tag title match. Okay. Why? You're not wrong. What the hell is this setting up? <laughs> uh, I the stuff with Francine coming in, obviously, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, Raven and Stevie get back in the ring. Raven holds both guys, and Stevie hits Stevie kicks on them. The pit bulls now run out and attack Raven and Richards. The original Dudley boys now hit the ring and attack the pit bulls. I have no idea who the hell these guys are. It's just two hobo looking dudes with long hair and beards wearing 80s dad t-shirts and cut-off overalls. That's the original Dudley Boys, everybody. If you don't believe me, go look. Uh, all three teams brawl to the back as Stetson and Allen grab a mic and trash talk. I don't know what the hell they're saying. Uh, Raven and Richards then run back and lay the jobbers out again. Uh, it's 
I believe there's a saying for this, Greg, something to the effect of talk shit, get hit. <laughs> I thought it was get bit, but we'll take yours. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, the pit bulls and the fakely boys are back now and a giant brawl break uh, continues. I say the fakely boys, but I mean, honestly, I mean, they are the originals. So are Devon and Bubba the ripoffs? I mean, yeah, just think yeah. about it. <laughs> anyway, this brawl continues for reasons unbeknownst to man or God. Uh, Francine now jumps. One I of think God's punishing wrestling world at this point. They did something wrong. So why do you think they closed this company? Because <laughs> God was mad. But Francine now jumps one of the pit bulls for reasons. Again, unbeknownst to man or God. And then Beulah jumps on her. Uh, Big Dick Dudley, real name. Now, real comes name. To the, now comes to the ring to join in the fight for a bit. Finally. God. But seemed like an eternity, a handful of referees break it up. Because apparently they were all fiddle dicking in the back and catering. <laughs> well, I can't say catering. They didn't have catering. So I'm no, they, they, were, probably. they were probably in the back passing the bong and was like, oh yeah, we got a job to do, bro. Oh God. Or, or let me throw this at you. They thought it was totally fine until the end part. Now it's time to go out and break it up. Yeah, whoa, One of whoa, us is whoa. Right. Now them women folk are getting involved. Now we got to break it up. All right, that ain't. Oh well, man, big dicks on pay per view. We got to break this up. Anyways, I'm... there are two scantily clad women with big dick in the ring. We got to do something. This is going too far. People are going to hear this and think we're being uh, X-rated. Nope, these are all real names. Yep. Gosh. Uh, <laughs> all right, and up next we've got Val Puccio versus Hack Myers. Went six minutes fifteen seconds. Get started. Before you get started, I want to preface this by saying I know both these guys are passed away. Do are not they? think we're making fun of yeah, I believe they both are. Do not right. think we're making fun of the deceased. Talking about the show. I yeah. am so tired of getting a tweet or getting a message from people on this. It's not funny, man. I'm not making fun of the person. I'm talking about the show. That really a thing? Nothing to do with the person. I gotten two so far. Oh uh, my gosh. And I'm like, uh, I, I think I keep forgetting to tell you that one happened. But yeah, I'm like, I'm not making fun of the human being. Okay, let's make that clear. Something also, funny well, also, we can talk crap about somebody being a horrible wrestler, being bad in the ring, something like that. Uh, you know, it's like, leave it alone, man. By the way, I'm apparently not the only person that thinks this because I just did a Google search. I thought this was big Sally Graziano. I thought so, too. Which brings up my next point here. The fact that there were two guys this big in ECW blows my mind. That's also point out what blows my mind is that they weren't signed by Vince McMahon. <laughs> right to be a tag team. <laughs> uh, it, it blows my mind oh, yeah, like they Dave, blew their so. diets. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I kid. Uh, honestly, Big Sal lost a ton of weight. So uh, last I yeah. saw him, he looked crazy. Good. Yeah. Uh, when he was in uh, he's still a big Sal. Do not misunderstand that. But yeah, he doesn't oh, look well, yeah. like more obese anymore. Yeah, he doesn't. He, he looks like you know you're not going to hear him breathing when he's behind you. So right. that, <laughs> that's worse. Because <laughs> yeah. he might kill you. He's a large mofo. Yeah, right. Uh, and he lost much weight, and he looked younger. I'm like, wow. Usually that makes you look older, but uh, good for you, man. Uh, but this wasn't even a damn match. This was Val hitting a few. Body blows, and, <laughs> yeah. and then Hack is trying to do anything he can to hurt him. 
Val kept repeatedly sandwiching Hack in the corner, slams him, hits a jumping splash. Like, literally, I've seen multiple big, like, uh, Val Puccio matches. This is all of them. Every one. Uh, Val finally misses one elbow drop. One elbow drop he misses, and Hack rolls on him to pin him and win. Lame times lame plus lame equals garbage. Scott Keith from 411 Mania gave it a dud. I gave it one. Let's say you. One. Good Lord. Oh, man. Ah. This is supposed, I mean, I'm going to use this term loosely, by the way. This is supposed to be a, a big show, right? Not pay-per-view. Not pay-per-view yet. This yeah, is one of their bigger I, shows. I guess. And this match on name. here? Yeah. I guess I say that about a lot of these matches, but... <laughs> right. <laughs> Man. Well, after the match, Val hits another running splash on Hack Myers. Referees try to hold him off, but he hits one last. This needed an after for so bad. Oh, of <sighs> course. Yeah, we need to see what's gonna what's what's gonna happen with, with Big Val <laughs> and Hack Effing Myers, the <laughs> Shaw, which I still don't understand that nickname, but I, whatever. I guess it's so that the crowd had something to shout whenever he did his punches. Uh, but anyway, sure. Val hits one last splash before leaving. Good Lord. But up next, we have the double booked Raven and the Dudley boys, or excuse me, the Dudley brothers of Dudley Dudley and Snot Dudley with Buell McGillicuddy, Stevie Richards, and Big Dick Dudley in their corner because they've got to have an entourage for that crew. Uh, they're, yeah. taking on, they're taking on the I, team. Why are you tra- <laughs> Screw you, man. <sighs> Good Lord. Why? <laughs> I... Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Why was this a thing? Uh, I, I, I know. You know what's funny though? The Pitbulls uh, were actually good tag teams. <laughs> this match does not reflect that. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, I mean, well, uh, okay. this, let, me, let me take that back. They, they had some good matches that I've seen before. I'll put it like that. Okay. Wow. Yeah. This, they did, I mean, they did. There's a couple of good matches with Pitbulls that were decent. Go back home, I think it was them in the Eliminators. So it was, it was not bad. Yeah, no, they were they were fine. But uh, I mean, this 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 entourage here is no uh, drama and turtle. So <laughs> this is uh, Cody's entourage in AEW is better. I'll put it like that. Okay. Oh yeah, you don't say. <laughs> but yeah, they are taking on the team of the Pitbulls, Pitbull number one and number two, and uh, Tommy Dreamer with Luna Vachon in their corner. I always liked how the Pitbulls never had names. They did. Pitbull 1 and 2. What do you... Oh, well, yeah. Excuse the hell out of me. <laughs> Whatever. Oh, man. But oh, it's, a six ma- it's a six-man tag match that went about five and a half minutes. Think about that. But the never-ending brawl starts a freaking again before the bell even rings. Why was Raven double-booked here, by the way? Was he that? Uh, there's another person to... in this match that's double booked too. Or a couple of people that are double booked, but yeah. Yeah. Well, was he like? Was Ra- Raven was actually an active competitor in two crap ass horrible matches in this night? Was he that badly needed to uh, make well, it suck it just, a little it less? Prime. He was damn good, so I'm gonna say yes. <laughs> yeah, but if you sprinkle like, I don't know, if if you get like the greatest truffles of all time. And use them as garnish on fried turd. It's still gonna suck. <laughs> now you just ruin well, the truffles. You're gonna know the truffles are there. Is the point? Yeah, am I getting a whiff of of truffles <laughs> in amongst the crap? Like, that's, that's heavenly. 
I don't know, man. Uh, dude, my, Bill, my throat ribs hurt so bad in this. This sucks, man. <laughs> Bill Alfonso comes out during this match and says some more crap on the mic that I don't know. Uh, I'm totally confused. Uh, order is then kind of restored, and he leaves. The Pitbulls then hit a super bomb on CB Richards, and Francine runs in to check on him and give him mouth to mouth. This leads to Beulah fighting with her some more. In the end, the Pitbulls hit a super bomb on Snot Dudley and pin him to win. Oh, God, Scott Keith, the four one one mania, gave it a dud. I give it one star. What say you? What the hell do you think I gave it? <laughs> Five, right? Well, there's some. There's some. <laughs> there's some that. You don't have to ask. This is definitely one of them, but I understand why you do. Yeah, one star. But this blue. I want to ask. I want to point something out, by the way, because I got curious and I wicked wicked bedayed. It's not Dudley. No, I'm going to read this right now, and I want to emphasize this is one million percent true, at least God, for Wikipedia. That's not good. You ready? Go you for ready? it. Yeah. <laughs> okay. It's uh, not Dudley. Real name Michael Deke. Okay. Deke <laughs> is an avid guitar player. While wrestling for Smoky Mountain Wrestling in the early 1990s, he formed a two-piece glam rock band called Slippery Nipple. Oh, my God. You want to know who the other guy is in his band with him? He's telling me it's Man Mountain Rock. No, that makes sense. Well, this makes sense, too. No, it was bassist Chris Jericho. Oh, my gosh. The wizard? <laughs> The Wizard and Deke formed Slippery Nipple. Oh, One more time. Lord. Slippery Nipple. Yikes. Um, that's what Chris Jericho <laughs> had after Blood and Guts. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. By the way, I don't care what anybody says. I like Calling yourself the Wizard will never be cool. I don't care who you are. No. You could be James Dean come back to life. It's not cool. <laughs> I don't associate fire with wizardry, by the way. I usually associate uh, magic, but maybe it's just me. Yeah, right. <laughs> Good lord. Anyway, uh, up next we have Taz and Eddie Guerrero versus Two Cold Scorpio and Dean Malenko in 20 minutes. Holy hell! And a match broke Dude, out. I was wow, word for word. I was like, watch <laughs> out! A wrestling match broke out in this pay per view. Yeah, right. There was actual like tie ups and grappling, and you know and huge- moves. Huge spoiler, by the way. This is the match of the night. Sorry, and nobody. Oh, I know, right? And not one single person bled. How about that? Not one weapon was used. That's just shocking. You look at the four guys in this match, and you're like, "Why the hell are you in this company?" Yeah, and they're like in the middle of the card in some throwaway match that nobody gave a damn about. Like what? <laughs> Keep them away from the crap, I guess. I don't know. Uh, unfortunately, this is the match that the video kept skipping during, so I couldn't even see half of it. So, yay! You know, because if we're going to miss one match, this is that match to do it on. Well, hell yeah, you don't miss Luna and Steve Richards. Uh, sorry. <laughs> uh, in the end, Scorpio gets up top, and Paul Heyman comes out of nowhere and blasts him in the head with his brick of a cell phone. Uh, Taz then pins him to win, or so we think. Bill Alfonso comes out to say that the finish was BS, and he restarts the match. Dangerously argues with uh, Alfonso in the corner, while Malenko hits a standing tiger bomb on Guerrero to pin him, while Scorpio hit a super kick on Taz to pin him at the same time. They get the double three count for the definitive win. 
Scott Keith of 411 Mania didn't rate this one because of the heavy clipping. He said he couldn't even, it's, it's hard to rate something like that. Uh, just out of what I could see, I gave it two and a half stars. And, and it was by far and away better than anything on this card. Say you. So what I said was two stars, but it was probably three. Yeah. If I, I can't saw call the, for probably. Right. If I could have saw the whole damn thing, it probably uh, three-ish, I was thinking. But it's like, yeah, you I only mean, saw yeah. like half of it. <laughs> You have Eddie Guerrero and Dean Malenko on each side. I'm like, it can't be anything less than three, right? Yeah, right. And then you got Taz I mean, and yeah, Cold Scorpio in there. Yeah, Taz had how just people realize how good Too Cold really was, too. I know. He never really got his just due on anything. I mean, people love him, but, you know. Uh, I think this was shortly after Taz made his transition and like to, um, from the Tasmanian, uh, yeah, the Tasmaniac to... Taz and he chopped his hair off. How the hell did they get away with all these names? I don't know, man. Uh, the the Taz one got me. I'm like, how do you call yourself Taz? Like, uh, and you put it on merch. I, they didn't spell it differently. Like WWE at least added. No, a WWE. <laughs> yeah, right. I I'm like, how? And you can't tell me that Paul Heyman had a had a an agreement with uh, Warner Brothers or whatever. Like that, that doesn't compute. I guess Hulk Hogan did have an agreement with Marvel for years to to use the name Hulk. Uh, so that one, I believe, he was a big star. But I think it was two thousand and two or three when they temporarily lost the name to it. Yeah, and he, and he, got he only went by Hollywood Hogan. Yeah. Yeah, which was really nice to have that in the back pocket too. At the end, you know, when you really think about it. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, what else was he going to call us? It's just Hulkster. Like, I don't even know if he could use that. <laughs> but after the match, Polly dangerously grabs a mic and challenges Bill Alfonso to a match. I guess. Uh, I think at this point, Joey Styles realized the audio sucked, so he was trying to tell us what the hell they were saying. Uh, Alfonso then says something. Uh, again, the audio is horrible. I'm relying on Joey Styles here. Uh, Rob Feinstein, Feinstein, whatever, yeah, Feinstein, is now in the ring for some reason. I, I don't know. Uh, Paul goes off on Rob and the and uh, the future owner of RF Video, then goes off on Paul. Paul goes off on a bleeped out rant on Feinstein, and they get into a shoving match. <sighs> I what the hell? Uh, Bill Alfonso holds Paul E while Rob Feinstein beats him up. 911 then runs out because hell yeah. And Alfonso books it out of there while Rob gets the choke slam. And the crowd went wild for reasons unbeknownst to me. What are you not sure about that? Why the hell is Rob Feinstein here? Like they literally said, Oh, he's 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 Heyman's videographer. Okay. <laughs> cool. Uh if anybody sees, like if they search for shoot interviews and stuff online if they find rf video that's rob feinstein's company uh i guess he was one of the founders of ring of honor and had to give it over to carrie silken because allegedly he was like talking underage boys or something like that i think was the situation i think that was it yeah 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 so i have no use for him but either way oh god up next it's not gonna get any better everybody it's just it's all downhill from here good night everybody uh <laughs> Oh, dude, what's rematch coming up right here? Oh, oh, yeah. It is the Sandman defending the ECW world title. He's got woman in his corner, by the way. He's defending against Axel Rotten. You heard me Real name. right. Uh, this goes ten and a half minutes. 
This one starts off with Axel going backstage before and coming out with a barbed wire wrapped baseball bat. Because that's this matching to that. Well, well, yeah, there's not enough garbage around the ring, Greg. Uh, by the way, for anybody with the needs of visual aid, it's like, which one is Axel? He's the one that passed away. The one that was, he wasn't a good wrestler, but he was, he could hit a couple of moves. <laughs> Ian was the bald one with hepatitis. So there you go. What a way to describe him. <laughs> oh, you know, Ian Rodney, the, the bald guy with hepatitis. <laughs> CM Punk hates. Oh, God. Uh, Axel Rotten, as far as I know, passed away from a drug overdose. So, yeah, the, um, they found heroin. him dead in a, McDonald's, in a McDonald's bathroom, if I remember correctly. Yeah. Horrible. Yep. They, those guys really, they lived up to the rotten name, man. Like, they, that was a bad, bad time for these guys. I believe uh, his, I believe his estate tried to sue WWE in that class action suit for the head trauma stuff. Oh and my keep gosh. in mind, he was in WWE for like five minutes. Yeah, right. Well, they're, the excuse for that, because I argued against that before, and people were saying, it's like, well, when you buy a company, you take on all their legal responsibilities, so whatever. And I was like, I guess this is kind of dirty pool. Either way, uh, he then challenges Rotten, that is. God dang it, pronouns, pal. Uh, Rotten then yeah, challenges... Pronouns. Oh, man, you didn't get Rotten. <laughs> Axel and yeah, challenges... Rotten is a noun, by the way. Yeah, that right. Uh, Axel Rotten challenges the Sandman to put the world title on the line, which I guess it wasn't to begin with. Uh, so, cool. Uh, Sandman agrees, and they fight. <laughs> uh, you know, because when I hear world title challenger, I think Axel Rotten. Uh, but, then, but then again, when I hear world champion, I frequently think Sandman, so... Uh, but Sandman ends up unraveling <laughs> some of the barbed wire uh, around the baseball bat, and he chokes Axel with it. Later on, a woman gets involved and tries to save the Sandman, and Axel just ends up uh, stealing her Singapore cane away. In the end, Sandman manages to go up top when Axel bends over, and Sandman drops a leg on the back of his neck, you know, just like John Cena. <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> uh, he, he then pins Axel Rotten for the win. This blue ass... Scott Keith of 411 Mania gave it a quarter of a star. I gave it Uno stars. So you. Whole star. Sucked. Uh, yeah, so. That Ironically, not to get ahead, we're going to be doing a show this month. There was somewhat of a good Sandman match, so stay tuned. That's, uh, that's, uh, something. <laughs> he was on, the Sandman was on one of those reality shows where, like, uh, it's like, you know, almost like, believe it or not, cop stuff, whatever. And it was something, he was at like Sandman or, or uh, Sabu's wedding reception or something like that. And go figure, he got hammered drunk and he refused to no. relinquish. Yeah, and he refused to relinquish the mic and he was going on and on and on. And people kept trying to stop him. And eventually they had to tackle his ass and arrest him. <laughs> oh, God. It's like doing that scene fun. in the hangover. Remember at the wedding, uh, hangover two at the wedding? When Alan's like, there was this one time in Vegas and there was this this hooker. No, it's actual shot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, man, this is yeah, this is something. Uh, but up next is, uh, in my opinion, the second best match of the whole night, which isn't saying much, but here saying it is. something. But yeah, uh, it is Stevie Richards who is double booked facing Luna Vachon, who is sort of double booked in a steel cage match. 
It went seven minutes, 45 you seconds. Did not misspeak. Yep. Um, you know, Stevie Richards and Luna Vachon, as I mentioned, are double booked for the show, and they racked up, in my opinion, an impressive two and a half stars between two matches. So, you know, good for them, man. Uh, a lot. Yeah, that's that's saying something. Uh, Luna acts like a complete nut. I don't well, I take that for what you will. Uh, and she complete she completely dominates for a while. Stevie bleeds like a stuck pig and bounces around like a ping pong ball. Uh, Stevie eventually gets a small flurry and makes Luna bleed because you know that's what we needed. Uh, this match finally ends when, and I'm not kidding, Luna puts a claw hold on Richard's balls and he submits. Yeah. Uh, Scott yeah. Keith from 411 Mania summed this up by saying that this sucked, but was still the match of the night so far. Uh, I mean, if if you're discounting that heavily clipped match, sure. But ah, God, he gave it two and a half stars. I give it a star and a half. Let's say you gave it a star. I didn't like it. He still thinks the she, match is better than this. She wins with a ball claw. The testicular claw, yeah. if you will. Had it been against Jerry Ryan, she would have lost. Yeah, right. He's got balls of steel. But after the match, one of the dumb, dumbass Dudley brothers comes out again, and then the Pitbulls jump in. Uh, redundant? <laughs> right. Uh, Big Dick Dudley then comes... <laughs> Sorry, I, I ch- I'm a child, but I chuckle every time I say his name. Uh, uh, but he, he said his name because of three words in the succession, which you, which you just said. Right. <laughs> yeah, he then comes out to help Raven. Oh, and, and he slips into the cage, locking him behind him. Raven Good lord, hits... stop the innuendos! <laughs> I can't help it. The cage? <laughs> yep, and then locks him really? behind him. Really? You uh, can write this better? <laughs> I, well, in, in my fence, I think I wrote it properly. So there you go. Well, you technically did, but no, you didn't. <laughs> Raven hits the even flow on Luna before the Pitbulls and Tommy Dreamer break in and fight with Raven and Richards. Dreamer hits a Dreamer DDT on Raven and everyone clears the cage except for those two and, and uh, Richards. The Pitbulls lock the door behind them as Dreamer assaults the hell out of Raven. It's now time for one of the most brutal chair shots I've ever seen as Tommy handcuffs both of Raven's wrists to the cage wall and blasts him in the head with a chair. Uh, he then poses for the bloodthirsty, rabid, weird-ass fans before leaving. This was known as the chair shot heard around the world. Uh, uh, until uh, The Rock and Ken Shamrock in 1988. Yes. The the chair shot heard around the world or, you know, South Philly, whatever. You know, same thing. Because the world was talking about this. Yeah, right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Uh, before the... I, I guess we should take our... Because we're coming up on the main event. Thank God. So I guess we should take our second to last break. When we come back, it is time to talk about the main event. Uh, right after this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Hey gang, it's Commissioner Cooper of TSS Fantasy. We are the fantasy show of the people. Expert fantasy advice, free contests, leading expert medical and legal analysis, and most importantly, you. Interact with us on all social media platforms or check us out at tssfantasy.com. 
You can hear us on Spotify, Apple and Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Check out the fun today and be a part of the most interactive fantasy show around. TSS Fantasy, the fantasy show of the people. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Hold up. Just got a new sale. Order fulfilled and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Ah, You can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. We're back. Yeah, we're back. Before the match starts. I can't get excited about being back today. Sorry. <laughs> get excited about it being over. Uh, but when the guests about- come. Oh, 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 done. Sorry. Yeah, right. Wow. Uh, it was over for these people. I don't know what that's saying. Yeah, well, whatever. You know, never mind. <laughs> Before the match starts, a lot of terrible things are over in Philly, so there's that. I mean, they still like the Eagles. Uh, <laughs> and not the good Eagles, Hotel California. Yeah, right. Yeah, no, not the ones that actually, you know, won awards. Uh, <laughs> well, let's win awards, believe me. <laughs> Uh, before the match starts, when the gangsters come to the ring, New Jack grabs a mic and says that he's not there to sign autographs, kiss babies, and make friends. Uh, who I would, would want, want him that to... baby. I was going to say, who, who would be like, New Jack, kiss my baby? Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> he, he then tells Public Enemy that they're going to be, uh, they're going to take their beating uh, of their ECW careers. Also, Greg hates the gangsters just a little less now, I'm sure, because Mustafa wore a Raiders hoodie. A tiny bit, but you got to remember, like a lot of people, and especially these two, probably, you know, they assimilate that with violence and stuff. Like the NWA used to wear because it was just cool. Yeah. So are they fans, or is that just the thing to wear? Yeah, I noticed that was like a lot of like their their stuff sold very well in uh, the hood, I should say. Yes. And and, and among rappers, uh, the Public Enemy are wearing jerseys that say "Violent by Design" on the back. So clearly, Eric Young Ooh. was a fan. <laughs> yeah. Foreshadowing. <laughs> uh, the public. Who, by the way, after this recording, I heard they may be breaking up. I don't know if it's sure or not. But... Oh, no more Deaner. 
anyway. Uh, this match is the public enemy of Rocco Rock and Johnny Grunge versus the gangsters of New Jack and Mustafa Saeed in a steel cage tag team match that went almost 14 and a half minutes. Oh, man. Because, you know, when I think of the gangsters, I think we need about 15 minutes for these guys. <laughs> the cage... <laughs> right. The cage is filled with weapons like chairs, trash can lids, cookie sheets, baseball bats, forks, windows, billy clubs, and Singapore canes. This is effing ridiculous. Pretty no! Sure they, <laughs> pretty sure they all bleed. A miscommunication ends with Rocco Rock coming off the cage with a senton onto Johnny Grunge at one point, but it literally does nothing as they go right back on offense. Not sure, once, we'll call it offense. <laughs> uh, not one single bit of wrestling psychology is used in this thing. Uh, I, I won't call it a match. Public Enemy stacks two tables in the center of the ring uh, with New Jack on top of them. Rocco then moonsaults off the cage on a new jack and through the tables. Joey Styles then screams for them to effing pin new jack, but Mustafa ends up spraying something in Grunge's face before rolling him up for a three count. This is almost 15 minutes of dudes hitting each other with things. It's not a match. Scott Keith of 411 Mania, for whatever reason, gave it three stars. I gave it a star and a half because they hit each other real good with things. What say you? <sighs> One sucked oh god both of these teams both of them sucked like it wasn't even a case and you wonder why the steiners didn't want to do jobs to these guys because <laughs> they'd probably well, watch uh, the show they'd probably rather lose to a couple of ohio state guys than lose to this crap i, I mean that they and you you know they, they try getting into something like this they'd take that fork and shove it up their ass Yeah, Scott and and Rick don't play that. Homie, don't play that, all right? Uh, There's an old story of uh, in, I think it was in, yeah, it was in WCW. Had to have been. They had duct taped uh, Disco Inferno's hands and ankles together and then pulled his pants down around his ankles and he had to crawl in through the parking lot to get into the arena. (laughs) Heft up. Kind of funny. But anyway, the gangsters leave the ring and the EMTs come into the cage to scrape the public enemy up. That mercifully ends the show and not a moment too soon. God dang. We're going to take our final break of the podcast. When we come back, it's final ratings time and we'll tell you what's coming up in the future weeks on the podcast. I promise it's better than this. Follow the main event marks at facebook.com forward slash main event marks pod on Twitter at main event underscore marks and on Instagram at main event underscore marks and at main event collector. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. My name is Thomas, and what's your name? Uh, I'm Alan. Alan. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. We're brothers. That's right. Yeah. yeah the mother, same mother and father. Your room was. Oh, we shared a room. Shared a room. We right. shared a room. Thought I knew your face. Yeah, we go way back, mate. Yeah. yeah. We should do a podcast then. Uh, we have. We do do a podcast. We do a podcast. What's it called? The Broadcast. Yeah, that was planned. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, what do we do? Well, we cover all different things in the world of pop culture. We're talking about comic books. We're talking professional wrestling, and we're talking about movies. Go back and watch classic retro wrestling events, the likes of WWE, WCW, and if you do like that, you can check us out on Apple iTunes, also on Podbean, Anchor. And on Podknife, also check us out on Twitter at the Broadcast. That's B R O K A S T. Nearly stuffed hey, up the ending. Hey, it's all right. Good on you. Yeah. Instagram also at the Broadcast Podcast. Remember, we don't spell it with a C. We spell it with a K. Sorry, mate. Take it easy. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. With the new Chevy Silverado, you might be driving in this. But with the Silverado's redesigned interior and large infotainment screens, it'll feel more like this. Introducing the new 2022 Chevy Silverado. Find new upgrades. Find new roads. Chevrolet. You gotta keep them separated. Main event marks are available wherever you get podcasts and on YouTube. Find all of our links on our link tree at linktr.ee forward slash main event marks. And we're back. Yeah. We're back. <laughs> uh, final ratings time. Internet Movie Database gave this 6.3 out of 10. Cagematch.net gave it 4.6 out of 10. Too high. Way too high. Uh, I gave it 4.5 out of 10 for an F minus. Let's say you. Same. F minus. Suck on suck. With for the suck side garnish. of suck. Yep. You can't get too much suck in here because there's, there, there's a lot of it. Yikes, man. Just, uh, uh, I, I'm sorry for having to, I'm far, sorry to myself for watching this, but, you know, we we got to do some crap every once in a while, you know. But, yeah, so that ends our what our foray into ECW, mercifully. Uh, hey, next I week. Sorry, by the way. Uh, I didn't realize when I was booking, I spaced out the WWE stuff a lot. We haven't covered a WWE show since the first of June, so that's I fine. Yeah, that's more anyway. So like, I think you're. I think it's fair to do this. Yeah, it's it's. You can do WWE show every week if you wanted to. So. Right. Yeah, and I mean, there's there's still plenty, plenty from the WWF to cover moving forward, and we'll make up for it. Like uh, we always make up for it, especially like in. August and stuff like that for SummerSlam month. Oh, and I think we will too. Oh yeah. But uh, going forward on the podcast next week, we're actually going to the year 2007 for a show that Greg was personally at for its 15 year anniversary. It's the great American bash. Uh, I I don't think I've ever seen this show. So surprise. I'm good. It is. Of course I'm biased, but uh, 2007 was a pretty decent year. WWE. So I like it. Uh, looking forward to watching this. And you were, not. <laughs> uh, you had to get in. Uh, you and I were talking about last week, I think it was, when we were talking about this show. This is kind of the end of an era for a lot of things that are going to be on the show. So, so it was like Lashley's gone after this, right? Right Probably after, after this. this. like But in two weeks or so, give or take. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and there was there was a couple others that you said they were gone after the show as well. Uh, oh, I'm pretty sure this is Dusty's gone. last match ever. Yeah, the cruiserweight title's gone. So yeah, lots of lots of stuff going on. We'll we'll talk about it next week. But that is July thirteenth, July twentieth. This is actually going to be double main event week. We got dose WCW shows coming at you that week uh, from a year apart. On Wednesday, July twentieth, it's going to be WCW Bash the Beach nineteen ninety seven for its twenty fifth uh, anniversary. And then the bonus show will be Nitro from July 6, 1998. That's the night that Goldberg won the title, handpicked by Greg. So we'll see how WCW changed within a year in the late 90s. Oh, it's a big one. 
It's a big thing. For sure. (laughs) Definitely. Well, thank you for joining me today, Greg. I mean, sure. (laughs) I didn't pick this book, so. Hey, it was fun to uh, laugh at, I guess. But we will see you all. (laughs) We'll see you all next week (laughs) with WWE Great American Bash 07. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.